2: No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to episode number 150 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live
0: Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thyroidic. I'm Dana, and I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for th- today. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you this morning? doing fabulous. You sound great. Thank
2: you. Thank you. I'm having a pretty good morning. So let's just knock on wood and keep that going. (laughs) Um, Okay. Today we are talking about the frequency to creating a high frequency body and life you love and lots of other good things. Um I'm so excited to finally talk to her. We connected, I don't know, a month or so ago and I'm just a huge huge fan um of the podcast. So we can't wait to talk to her. But first, yay! Mar- we are we are opening the cart for thyroid 30 finally. I'm so excited. Woo-hoo! Yay!
0: Wait, where's uh, the button where the balloons? That's right,
2: right? The button, (laughs) right? Um, And if you want to get on the list, um, you can you can enter uh, our Ultimate Wellness Giveaway if you'd like. You can win one of eight incredible prizes. I mean, the two hundred dollars to Thrive Market is one of my favorites, but of course, all these wow with all of our is amazing. So check it out. Check it out. Um, go to our Facebook page and you can enter there and uh, you can also check out thyroid refresh right now and go to and check that out, but sign up for the um, giveaway um, I think till tomorrow evening. Yeah. So anyway, really, really excited. Can't wait. You must, must check it out. Today is the 19th of September. So people listening in the future, 2018, this will not
0: be relevant. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And go enter for the drawing. Yes. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Of course, we want you to check out ThriveProbiotic.com. Very unique, spore-based, which is the way to go in probiotics. Verified to survive gastric acid, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, all the mandatory minimums. And step up a notch, Proven. To reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut, which all of us Hashimoto's or Graves or any autoimmunity most likely pretty much have. So, driveprobiotic.com Check them out. Yep. Your hey, microphone buddy. is cutting out really bad. It is? Oh, is it yours okay. or mine? I don't know. Let's ask know. her. It okay. looks like she is with us. So, with no further ado, let's get the Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes, I can. How are you guys? We are so good. Well, doing and very well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happy We're to be this with morning. you guys.
0: Well, very well, that's cool. That's fun. where you're calling in from.
1: From Southern California.
0: Awesome. What part is Southern California? I'm in Joshua
1: Tree. Uh, oh, very good. I'm kind of right in between Los Angeles and San Diego in Orange County, if people know where that's at, and it's called San Juan Capistrano.
0: Oh, oh. very cool. Yeah. That's
2: not for me, huh, Tess? Oh, uh, let's see.
0: Well, that would, say- would probably be, I would say, probably about, what would you say, an hour and a half, two hours from Joshua Tree? Exactly. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Joshua Tree is beautiful. What an amazing place to live. It is. We're actually coming into one of the most just premier times of the year. I can see all the the tourists coming back into camp because we have one of the most phenomenal night skies in the world. Actually, stargazing oh. and, and planet gazing and yeah, yeah, just amazingness because it's so dark out here. And so we really get some awe-inspiring night skies. Yeah, so all the people are, you know, coming back out for that, um, for the season, because it starts to get a little bit cooler. We're going to hit the 80s here, which is, I'm really excited about. (laughs) I'm like, bring it on. We're like in the 80s.
2: We're in the 80s here right now, and we're like, we can't wait. It's going to be 65 on Friday, so that's what I'm waiting for.
0: Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I need to just jump on a plane and go to Colorado. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Before we before we get started, we always love to hear about people's journeys and and how you got here to the to the soul frequency and. Um, just to get to know you a little bit and hear a little bit more about you
1: yeah, so i I talk a lot about this um, in my new book, which I know we're going to talk about today, but um, I kind of feel like I've had a hundred different lifetimes in a lifetime and so um, I talk a lot about transformation um, in my new book, and I've been through many of them and so you know I started on the path of holistic health um, about eight or nine years ago, and it really was spurred on by a diagnosis of skin cancer on the bridge of my nose. And I was, you know, one of those women that was just living life, busy, worn down, not taking care of herself. I mean, I know no woman can identify with this. Um, And (laughs) just feeling, um, you know, like, like life had taken me over and I was just going, going, going. And I knew at the time, I think like we always do, like it's too much. But I just didn't listen to those whispers and I didn't, you know, take time to step back and say, wait a second. And so when I was diagnosed with skin cancer, it wasn't on my ankle, it was on my face. And I knew in that moment, like this was a wake up call for me. And I really started to say, okay, wait a second. Like this is, I'm now going to have a scar down the bridge of my nose and there's nothing that I can do about that. But what I can do is start maybe taking a look at the way I'm living my life. And so Um, I was fascinated that nobody could really tell me why it had happened. They had told me I was so young to have this, Um, but nobody was telling me to change my diet or to look at my lifestyle or anything like that. And so it really became like a a self-study in looking for alternatives. You know, I like, I know so many of us do just kind of hit the internet and say, why is my body breaking down? And, from that experience, I literally transformed almost every aspect of my life. It started with food, it started with health, then it went to, you know, career, how I choose to live my life, how I structure my day, and really everything in between. And what's interesting is that it it was kind of a journey of being able to have a voice in the world. And I think a lot of times when we struggle with Um, things having to do with like Hashimoto's and thyroid, there is this other component to it. Um, We can certainly look at the the physical things we need to be doing and the food we need to be eating, but but what is our voice and are we using it, right? This is more the emotional and spiritual side of the work that we want to do in this throat area, and so I talk a lot about that, and I talk a lot about the power of authenticity and truth in our healing journey.
0: Wow,
2: I like that. (laughs) Actually, that's beautiful. Yeah, I was reading some of it last night, and I was just like, "Hey, she wrote this for me. This is great." (laughs) (laughs) Seriously,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Ah, and that's you know the soul frequency. That's what that says. I mean. I know I know that sounds so silly, but i'm I'm just feeling very, I don't know today. I'm floating for some reason. I don't know what But that's a soul frequency, like, are you in tune with with all of that? And it does make you ill. I think there's so many people listening that are like shaking their heads going, "Yeah, right? Everything can be fine, numbers can look great, medication can be optimized, just yada, yada, yada. And still something is out of tune and you're still sick mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that's and that's I talk a lot about that because you know it's much
0: it's easier in a certain
1: sense not that it's ever easy but it's easier to say I need to take an extra supplement than it is to say I maybe need to reevaluate how I'm doing life right All Right. because wait sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, we don't, we tend to not want to look there because that seems harder. And so I always say, you know, I mean, I believe 100% in addressing the physical, like that needs to be addressed first, you know, but if I, I just hear so many people in my own practice and in the, the people that get referred to me from other people's practices and they kind of, they're doing all the right things, right? They're eating all the right foods. They're taking all the right supplements. they, feel like they are really, you know what I mean? They're exercising, they're taking better care of themselves, and there's just that something there still, and something's missing. And they're like, what is it, right? And that's kind of what I speak to in my work is that intangible thing we don't know what to ask for that might be missing. And I really feel like part of that is is the us that we're missing, the truth of who we are. And learning in baby steps how to express that to ourselves first, and then to the people in our lives, and then maybe even to the world in a bigger way. You know, whatever that looks like for the individual, but it's a really important piece of the journey that I think not many people know about, and not many people talk about as far as you know, in the world of practitioners and work. And I really hope that that message, um, you know, through this book that I've written and the stuff that I talk about, gets as much attention as a physical, because when we look at it, we're all interconnected. And so our physical body, our emotional system, the way we think, right. Our spirit, all of this needs to be addressed in any type of healing journey. And, and what most people find, you know, that have been on a healing journey for a while is, you know, maybe they focus on one area first, but they certainly go, yep, these other areas come up along the journey at some point. Right. And it's not about that. They need to all come up at once. It's just about continuing to put one foot in front of the other and continuing to look in these different areas of our life, and and how we feel, and how we think, and um, you know, what's right with our spirit, so that we can become truly holistically healthy. And I think, you know, something having a diagnosable illness is like an opportunity, right? It's just an opportunity to look at these different areas um, and really get into alignment.
2: And not only that, but you know, I'm just thinking, it's it's an opportunity, and Sometimes it takes a while to, to get to the fact of an opportunity. And so you got to work oh, through yeah. that, right? Because it's this whole, like, well, just like you said a few minutes ago, you can, you know, it's easier to take the supplement than to have to change something drastically or not drastically, anything in your life that you have to actually do. It's easier to take the pill. And so in the very beginning, people are thinking, you know, well, I'm going to take my pill. And then I don't really want to change anything. I'm like, you know, I have something, you take a pill, that's what you do. You have a headache, you take a pill, you know. And, and then, so you kind of have to work to that opportunity, it opportunity. I mean, I have learned so much about myself. I'm so much a better person. Um, you know, I, I'm more in tune with my body than I ever was, even though I was pretty good, good at that. Um, it was definitely an opportunity a wake up call.
1: It is. And I think, you know, I think that it's so valid to go through the grieving process, right? Like when I was diagnosed, you know, with skin cancer, like I was just like frustrated and angry and couldn't believe this was happening to me. And like, why me, you know, why this? I was so young. Um, You know, I think that's a, a stage and a part we all have to go through. And, you know, the important thing is that, that we go through it, that we don't get stuck there. Right. Because, If we're having, you know, all of this negative emotion for years and years and years about it and just staying stuck in the why me, um, that's not usually where we find, you know, progress and growth and understanding and healing. And so, you know, it's just, it is a process and you do have to just walk through it. And I tell people all the time, because, you know, you bring up, I call it in the book, the dirty C word, you know, change, because nobody really likes to talk about that. Um,
0: And so I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, um, I talk about it a lot in the book, and, and, and I just say, you know, it's almost like you say change, and people feel like it's going to be catastrophic. Like, it's like people brace themselves, you know, they're like, what? <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, but it, ha- it can happen in very small increments that make it really easy over time, to where you look back, you know, over the last year or the last two years, and you're like, oh, wow, I, I put these little things into place, and it didn't seem catastrophic. Um, but it does make a difference over time because everything is cumulative in our life, you know? And so it's not what we do one day. It's the little things we do every day
2: that matter mm-hmm.
1: over time. And, and I call it reverse aging that we reverse age our bodies, minds and souls by these little choices that we make that build health in increments over time um, instead of tearing our health down in increments over time, which you know, the standard Western medical model tells us we are gonna break down over time. That's just expected. I mean, I've had clients tell me they've gone in to see somebody and, you know, they have certain complaints and the and the practitioner looks at them and says, But you're you're fifty five. You know what I mean? Like what do you expect? <laughs> like you have reached a certain age where it's agreed upon that your body is supposed to have these problems. But that's not the case. Right. I mean, that doesn't have to be the reality that we live in. We just have to learn the tools to take care of ourselves in better ways. And that's always a journey.
2: You know, you said something a moment ago about, um, you know, you're kind of in that space and you don't want to get stuck in that negative space. And, you know, I have to just throw this in because you were saying it and I'm thinking this is exactly why Jenny and I created thyroid 30, a 30 day wellness adventure, because we wanted to put the fun back into it. So hard. It's not easy. We wanted to put, we wanted to bring some inspiration and some positivity and things because it is not easy. It really is hard to get sometimes out of that stuck place.
1: Right. It is. And you know, what's interesting about that is that, and I talk about this in the book quite a bit because we feel when we feel stuck, we don't really realize that there's a way out of that. Like we kind of get stuck in our stuckness and really who you put yourself. I mean, you're stuck right? in our stuckness. Yeah.
0: That's great. Stuck we in do. Our <laughs>
1: um, and you know, having like somewhere to go, like to listen to your show, you know what I mean? Is a way to get ourselves unstuck. So what we put ourselves around, what we take in the energy that we're around. So maybe, you know, sometimes for almost anybody I talk to and work with, they've got people that are supportive in their life and they've got people that are not, they've got people where they leave their house and they go, ah. Oh, you know, like that, yeah. that sucks the life out of me. Right. And so, you know, and sometimes people even live with somebody, you know, they've got a family member or a partner that just is really a tough personality or not supportive or very negative. And so, you know, I talk in the book a lot about how to like protect your energy from that, because that can cause illness over time. Right. That can cause us to literally like break down being around a lot of, you know, like negative energy. And so there are ways that even if that's our reality, that we can kind of learn to protect ourselves from that and um, not take it all on so that we're not taking that in all the time. And so just tools, right? Like you guys have this amazing, you know, program, you have tools for people. Like that's what we need is to learn new ways of being in the world and new ways of doing things, that doesn't take us out of living like we're going to live, we're going to have life experiences, but that we feel like, you know, like we're Wonder Woman and we've got some gold like cups, creating new. And habits. so we're good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly. they say, I was looking up something for my son one time and it was talking about, it takes 90 days and don't quote me on any of this, but I, I just remember what I remember, but it takes 90 days to break a habit. Like that is so, so, you know, and that's a, a thing for thyroid 32 is to be able to create a new habit, something positive. It takes, it takes work. You know, I think a lot of yeah. times people think it's just something so simple, but, but really you have to be diligent and, you know, coaching and guiding and setting yourself up in a proper way of support to be able to create that new habit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. For it's sure harder than people and think. I mean, you just have to make that initial thing of finding the support or even reading, you know, a book that's positive. And, you know, like you said, even in a negative situation that you can't necessarily change those circumstances right now. Because I think particularly when people don't feel good and they're in, you know, um, a less than supportive environment, they just have a tendency to feel like, well, what's the point? Because I can't change this right now but you can do things, you know, peaceful music, listen to, you know, some peaceful music or pick up a good book that's positive, that makes you think about new fresh habits and new learning things. And, you know, that is a great, easy step in that, in that feeling.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I wrote the book to have inspired action sections where people would do the work, you know, as they go through the book, because, you know, it's nice to read inspirational things, but then, you know, how does it apply to your life? Right. So there's a lot of great questions in the book about how to actually do the work yourself. And there's a PDF like workbook as well, where you can actually have it as a journal and do the work as you go through the process. And I think, you know, it's interesting. We all have 24 hours in a day and a lot of those hours we're sleeping if we're getting proper sleep. Um, And, and, and it's, and it's, when you think about that and you think about the hours you have and you think about it from an energy standpoint, like what energy am I taking in? Am I, am I at a job that feels horrible and it's negative and people are negative? You know what I mean? Is my home life feel negative? Like what, if you look at the whole time you're awake every day, like what type of energy are you bringing into your life? Then that's where it really becomes, to your point, important to fill your time spaces with things that lift you up, things that inspire you, that make you right. think differently. Because if you start, like, I mean, I've had, I've had clients literally just go on a mission of listening to radio shows and podcasts and, um, and reading books, like, every spare hour they have just taking in good, positive information, and your life will shift, like, from that. You will feel differently from that. So we don't really think about, like, what am I taking in? But if we're taking in, you know, a lot of heavy, you know, negative energy all the time, that's going to weigh on us. Like, we are always, you know what I mean, exchanging energy with our environment. And so that has the power to lift us up, and it also has the power to tear us down, and we have to be really mindful of that and have some tools around it.
2: <laughs> that on right? every show, the closing of every show, we say be mindful of your body's," <laughs> You know what I mean? We believe in this stuff. It really Yeah, works.
1: It does. It's true. And it seems like, I mean, it, I think like at first glance, it's like, oh, really? Like, is it really going to, you know, I mean, the, the human mind can really block that out. Like, is this really going to make a difference. But it's funny because we absorb things, right? Like we're a sponge. And so emotionally we absorb things and mentally we absorb things and physically, right? Like if you put a bunch of like toxic lotion on your body, it's going to absorb into your skin. And so we are just naturally absorbers and Mm -hmm. we don't realize that. And so we don't realize our power to change what we absorb by just being mindful of what we put ourselves around on every different level of our life.
0: Mm. Especially empaths. They're like, you know, like the super sponge, (laughs) absorbing energies and, you know, negativities of other people. It's like, And I think it's it's kind of sad because a lot of people don't realize that 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 can actually make you sick if you eat Mm -hmm. well and, you know, exercise and do everything, quote, unquote, right. You still can be made ill from energies that you can't, uh, what's the word I want to use, dispel or you know, there's, there's a certain amount of protection that you have to actually have to be able to, like you said, you know, to, to, to make sure that you've got that equation of enough positivity to the negativity. Like that's huge. The ratio of like the positivity to the negative, because there's a lot that you can't, so you have to make sure that you yeah. have more positivity to be able to balance that negativity that you can't control. And that's a thing, that's a choice. And I think it's kind of, you know, um, over the years that Dan and I've done this, you know, so much of the focus was on food and all these different things that were components of thyroid patients. And then, you know, at, at, you know, three years we were looking at each other going, there is something that is so much more to this health journey that, you know, specifically with Hashimoto's and, and hypothyroidism that deals with a spiritual capacity that literally can physically block somebody from being well when everything else looks perfect. And we were like, I mean, it was so apparent to the both of us at a certain point in time. Don't you think Dana? We were like looking at each other going, uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like a
1: light bulb goes on. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh wow. Well, particularly with the throat. So because I'm intuitive, so I process people's bodies in different ways and like, and see kind of their emotional makeup and, and their, their thought makeup. So how much energy are they using in their mind? How much energy are they using in their heart? Are they not using their heart at all? Like where, where things are in people's bodies. And what's interesting um, with the throat, you know, obviously there's a seven chakra system of the body or you can call them just energy centers. Like it doesn't matter what the terminology is for them, but, so one of them is in the throat, and what's interesting is that when we are not moving energy out of our throat, meaning when we're not emoting what is true for us and when we're not speaking what is true for us, um, on that spiritual level that you're talking about or level of spirit, level of emotion, um, there's a lot that gets basically lodged in the throat area. And so this can affect, you know, the, your physical, your three-dimensional physical thyroid gland. And so one of the, you know, healing areas like vocalizing is a healing area. So if people, you know, do any type of meditation or chanting, that is a great area. Or just singing, doing some type of like vocalizing, but also really doing some um, introspection and looking at where we might not be comfortable speaking our truth in our life, where we have maybe adopted other people's viewpoints and we're living out of them but we don't really totally believe in them. This happens a lot like, you know, for certain people are born into families that that have certain beliefs and really their true soul, you know, calling and their soul mission and their beliefs are not in alignment with that, but it feels like, well, this is what I believe because this is what my family believes. And so,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: part of the adult journey is kind of stepping away into like who am I really? Um, separate from my tribe and the people I came in with um, and looking at that. So there's a lot of powerful work people can do, you know, specifically for the throat and really starting to heal that area of the body, looking into emotions, um, suppressed emotions, things we don't want to feel, things we are afraid to feel. You know, there's, there's so much fear in the emotional realm, like really, I mean, everybody just wants to run from that. Right. Cause like who wants to feel mm-hmm. those feelings? Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I teach a a thing and I talk about it in the book about how to move emotional energy out of the body without attaching to it. So we're not re-triggering past events or holding on to, you know, people don't want to bring things up because they don't want to feel the feeling and and have it never go away. Right. And so there's ways to just move that old energy out of the body and a lot of, you know, physical healing can come from that as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's powerful. I mean, and I love the fact that you literally walk people through that in the book. You know, it's like, okay, this is this is how I'm just going to take your hand. We're going to head this direction. <laughs> <laughs> it seems doable. Let's, let's do this together. Right? It seems yeah. doable when someone's walking you through it because it, it can seem very daunting when, you know, people just give that advice or whatever, but to actually have the book and walk you through it, you know what I mean? It yeah, super I, helpful. I
1: Yeah, and I work with clients one-on-one, too, and what's interesting, like, just to dispel people's fears, because, like, if you even, you know, when we talk about emotion, when we talk about change, it's, like, immediate fear, you know, rises up in people's bodies. And the thing to know is that, like, even when I'm working with people one-on-one, there are layers to the onion of all of us, and... There's always like a first layer that presents itself that wants to be healed. So maybe the first layer for some people, a lot of people is the physical, right? Maybe it's starting to take supplements. Maybe it's starting to, you know, exercise or make one food, you know, choice that's different than what you did the day before. And it presents itself. And so it's the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing to, to work on. And it feels natural. It doesn't feel scary, Right. And then once you kind of master that, something else will present itself. So it's the next layer of the onion. And that doesn't seem scary or too much. It seems like, okay, this is the next logical step for me. And what's interesting is that when I work with people, they present to me the next step. So I'm never taking them anywhere that doesn't feel like the logical next step in their healing journey. And then we just basically open up that next area and start to look at it and take a look at it. So this is how we do things where it's not scary or daunting or, you know, or, oh my gosh, this seems too big. It's, it's the times when we go to level layer 10, when we haven't even looked at layer one, where it's totally, that would be overwhelming and, and to me, not even a, a great path for healing. And so, you know, I just encourage people to take it one step at a time, that step, whatever that step is, it's rising up for you just to acknowledge that. I mean, everyone's unique. So it doesn't have to, your journey is different than another's journey. And just always looking at, okay, what's the next layer for me?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into, I want to hear more about the book. Let's go. Let's go into technicalities of the book. <laughs> what, did you write the book? I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, you get this book. <laughs> but, uh, tell us about what inspired you to write the book. Was it written for something specifically? For somebody well, I, specifically? Who did you write it for? That's an awesome I, name. So
1: Thank you. Yeah, the Soul Frequency is um is something probably nobody knows what it is. It's it's the way that I experience, like I said, when I look at somebody's body in session. Which, by the way, I don't walk around in the world looking through everybody's body. That would be unethical <laughs> and overwhelming. Just to dispel the rumors, like. Um, but but when somebody hires me to do that, um, I yeah, I do that for healing purposes. So so it's the way I experience somebody's like energy and light. It's like they we all have a unique soul frequency and energy that we are, that is unique, like a fingerprint, how we each have a unique Mm -hmm. fingerprint. And that uniqueness is like, it's basically like your own manual to your life, right? Like oftentimes we're listening to the manual from someone else's life. Like we have parents telling us we need to be this or do that or friends saying, or partners saying, you know, talk like this, go here, be this, do that. Like, this is what's acceptable. And we have to find Mm -hmm. what is right for our own manual. And so I just am able to see what what people's unique manual is and, like, what's going to be in alignment for them and kind of help them open that up for themselves, right, and see that within. And so this book um, really was born from a really powerful transformative experience that I had that kind of literally took me to my knees. And um, I had had a lot of change go on in my life, like rapidly, like huge amounts of change. And I think that this was like my uh, PhD-like level um, education for how to help people through changes, right? Like I had to go through this myself so that I'm able to really be with people in what they're going through. And so during this experience, I was basically just – opened up to so much different information on how we make choices in life, like what our physical health is made up from. It was just, it was like a lot of downloads of information. And then I was like, what do I do with all of this? Right? Like, and I certainly, I started to help people within my practice. And so um, finally a a dear friend of mine said, I think you need to write a book and I resisted it. Like we all do. We all resist things for a period of time before we go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to learn about this. And so I just started writing, and and literally it started pouring out of me when I finally sat down to write. And the book was an incredibly creative experience, like, where I really share, like, the super authentic nitty-gritty about my own journey of transformation and how I guide other people to their transformation. There's a lot of um, stories of uh, personal clients of mine, and uh, transformative things they have gone through in their lives. So I think, you know, people tell me they go, they come away from it really feeling inspired on what's possible, you know, that we get out of that
2: stuckness. Hmm. We have some static. I don't know which, which phone it's on. Can anybody? This is this me? I can't
0: hear it. I can hear it, too. Hear...
2: Oh, there you go. It's is that fun? Okay, perfect. Is that better? Yay! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't you know, wanted to say. We had Sorry, <laughs> nobody move. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: nobody move.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay, now walk us through each of the the. Um, I love the sections, the truth release experience and learning. Tell us a little bit about each one of those, and how that.
1: Yeah.
0: What? So yeah. With the a
1: intention. Four steps. Okay. The four-step process is called the anatomy of transformation. And like you said, the steps are truth, release, experience, and align. And in the truth section, I talk a lot about um, like our bodies and our physicalness and like how um, we relate to that as women and how sometimes for most people at some point in their life, they've, they've struggled at some level with their physicality and their bodies, whether it's weight or loving ourselves, things of that nature. And I talk a lot about um, getting to our truth, that concept of the, the truth heals and how we can open up. Because, you know, some people are like, okay, that's nice. Like, I want to know my truth, but how? You know, like, where is this truth I'm looking for? And so <laughs> I really, like, where do I find this? And, um, and so I really talk about, like, where to go to look for this and some tools on how to do that work yourself um, in that chapter. And the second section of the book is release, which is, there's a powerful thing that happens when we get to our truth is that there's usually something that has to be released. So it, you know, this can be like, wow, the truth is I've been diagnosed with something and what needs to be released is the way I'm caring for myself. Right. Or the mm-hmm. ways I'm eating that aren't healthy. It, it can be anything. It's really in any area of life. You know, sometimes people get to the truth that they hate their job. And they are not, you know what I mean, just miserable at it. And so what needs to be released is I need to look for a new job and I need to leave where I'm at because I'm. it's really causing me to be unwell in many ways. And so it applies to any area of life. And release is a really pos- positive and powerful thing because what it does is it leaves room for the new to be created. And we typically relate to release as something scary and so I really show people how it creates the space for what you actually want in your life and then how experience is really how to create that. So when we have this, you know, kind of fertile soil to plant something new in, how do we plant that, right, and how do we make that happen in our life? And I really powerfully take people through, like, a very step-by-step equation process for how we create the new. And so we, we have, we're afraid to release things sometimes because we don't, think that there's anything better maybe or we're not sure there's anything better and if there is something better we're not sure how to make that happen so that gets handled in the book and the fourth section is about align and alignment and how to keep living in accordance to our own truth how how to kind of insulate our life and create a life that supports us in being our best self so that we don't do things like you know go on a diet for two weeks and then gain it all back and then go on another diet, you know what I mean, and gain it all back, like this back and forth that people feel in life when it feels like I'm trying to live healthier and and live a better life, and yet none of this works in the long term. And so we talk about how to make long-term results happen, like when we're talking about habit change and um, behavioral change and um, how to kind of all the steps to keeping yourself in good alignment.
0: Hmm. He reminds me of a class <laughs> that, you know, you have to continually work to align it. It's not like it's just, you know, you do it one time and you're, you're good for 25 years.
1: <laughs>
0: you have yeah, to continually work to be aligned. It's not. Yeah.
1: And there's just, it's, it's like, I always say like creating habits, like brushing your teeth, because there are certain things like, you know, whether it's certain rituals in your day or things that you do, it's like when you first put them into place, they seem hard and difficult. And then eventually they're just what you do. I mean, it's like people don't forget to brush their teeth for a month at a time. I mean, I hope not. Huh. Um, you, you just do it, right? It's like you don't put much energy towards it. You don't think much about it. You just kind of get up and, and brush your teeth like every day or brush your teeth before bed every day. And so there's ways to put things into place where it doesn't feel hard and difficult. It's like this is like breathing. This is just what I do. And that's when it gets really fun, right, where you have all these, like, great new habits in place, and you're not putting much energy towards them. They're just like, okay, this is, you know, like brushing my teeth, like sleeping, Uh like breathing. And that's when it feels like like it's easy, like living healthy becomes so much easier.
0: Mm. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there because you talk about weight loss and, and seeing things a little bit differently from the way other people see weight loss and how energy frequency and what that has to do with weight loss. Talk a little bit about that for us.
1: Yeah, so when I first started my practice, I really talked only about, like, holistic health and food. And then after seeing maybe 75 clients or so, I was like, wow, I don't think any of this has anything to do with food. I just started seeing that there were so many other reasons why we do Uh what we do and why we have extra weight on our body, you know. And so some of those reasons are that we're living out of alignment with who we really are. Some of the reasons are that we're protecting ourselves, right, so either from other people or from learning things about ourselves. So weight is a great protection mechanism in life. Um, kind of mm-hmm. keeping us insulated, literally and figuratively. And so what I ended up what ended up happening in my – this was when I had an in-person practice, which now my practice is all online, but when I had an in-person practice, I started working with people on other things that weren't food, and I started seeing an incredible amount of weight loss and results. And then I started saying to people, you're going to come into this experience wanting to lose 20 pounds, and when you leave 12 weeks later – you're going to realize that that's the last thing you're thinking about. You're going to lose the weight. But when I ask you what you got from this experience, you're not going to talk to me about weight. And that's what started happening is that weight to me is a byproduct of a process that I take people through. So, so weight loss hap- just happens without us really putting a ton of focus on it. C- certainly there are basics people need to learn. But when we really focus on, you know, what I call is the true root cause, right, you know, we talk about root cause a lot in holistic health, but there are other root causes that are not physical that are usually driving the physicality of the body. And so when we can get to those, um, and again, they're unique for everybody, then we see powerful, transformative, and usually
2: long-term results.
0: Hmm. which is
2: so interesting because people always think that it's more about the food and it's more about the exercise and it's more about the this and that. Really, you know, lots of times it is.
1: Yeah, it is. And I, I talk about in the book my own journey. I mean, I'm not somebody who talks about this because I went to school, um, about learning about weight loss. I lived this. Like I had a horrible relationship with food much of my younger life, and so I am, you know, a walking example of what's possible um, because I'm in my 40s, and I don't struggle at all with it, and I, you know what I mean, when I was 17, I weighed more than I weigh now, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's been a personal journey of mine and a personal healing journey, and so everything that I, you know, teach people and show people, I've I've walked that walk myself, and I've healed my own body, you know, in certain ways in my own relationship with food and weight. Uh,
2: interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the it's those life PhDs we get,
0: right? Oh <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like that life <laughs> PhD. And you talk about, yes. you know, you talk about the protective mechanism of of being overweight. Uh, that is, I don't know, I think that's, you know, even especially very specific to, you know, those with thyroid conditions, because I know that's, that's a thing for me, the protectiveness of, so it's interesting that you said that, you know what I mean? People look at yeah. you like, huh? You know what I mean? You're like, oh no, it's a thing. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, when you think about it, like, I mean, I really talked a couple times in the book about how we are part of nature and we've forgotten that for a large part of our past, you know, several decades we have, you know, separated ourselves from nature by all the buildings and the technology and the things that we've created as human beings, but we are nature at our core and, you know, in nature, it's, it's like there are a bunch of different self-protection mechanisms that animals do. And, like, the idea of, you know, fattening up for the winter because there might not be as much food, right? It's a way to protect and save our life. And so when we feel like there's a threat around us, right, then we tend to do self-preservation, like, from our reptilian part of our brain. Like, this is our survival right. instinct, so these are the things that we do. We just, we've forgotten that survival brain and how strong it is and how much we need to understand our own nature and, um, and look to, okay, what am I protecting myself against, right? Because, again, it's not going to be just because it's winter. We're more advanced than that in the, our thinking. And so where in my life am I protecting myself? And we can do a lot of self-work in just asking ourselves those questions. Like, we don't really you know, wake up in the morning thinking, what am I protecting myself from? But it's a powerful question, and oftentimes people by themselves can get some really great answers just from asking
0: themselves the question. Right. So many people are living what I what I refer to as an unconscious life. You know, we just, we just go about the day, business, and whatever it is, and we're not, not thinking consciously about anything that we're doing or using or or ramifications or, you know, it's an an unconscious life. But personally, I think that's a huge root of depression, you know, the pandemic of depression that we see is because people aren't connecting to even their their own thoughts themselves and what they're doing and why they're doing it and all that anymore, you know. Yeah. um, Right? I mean, it's it's an unconscious life. And it's kind of sad because then you go, Oh my God, you know, 20 years have gone by and I can't remember anything. I mean, you you think about the thyroid community and we hear that a lot, you know, we hear that a lot. And then um, I think being conscious in and of itself and intention and really thinking about what you do and why you're doing it and what you say and why you're saying it or, you know, using whatever or, or anything when you really think about the intention for doing it, you have a huge, you know, um, period of enlightenment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, wow, yeah. okay, so maybe that's not really in alignment with what I believe or how I feel or, um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's awesome in so many respects.
1: It is, and I think, you know, part of that unconsciousness you're talking about that, that a lot of people live with, I mean, I know I did in many ways, like earlier in my life, um, it is, it's, it's almost like we shut down a little bit of our, our light, our soul frequency, when it just feels like everything is obligation and nothing uh-huh. feels really good to us, right? And so it's just like a, it's, that's a protection mechanism too. It's like I'm just going to kind of check out a little bit of life because it doesn't nothing feels good in it, so why right. am I going to stay fully present and conscious when everything in my life doesn't feel like what's right for me, you know and what feels good and and we're taught a lot of times like we can't do what's right for us, you know like it's not smart or it's not you know what I mean like people will go you can't start your own business. Like where's your retirement going to come from? You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, you know, so, so we think like, Oh gosh, I've got this dream or I've got this intention or I'm excited about something, but it's just not practical. Right. And it's just, it's probably not going to work. And so I'm just not going to follow that inclination. And so when we keep doing that in all these different ways in our life, you know, eventually we're just like, forget it, you know? And so the lights are half on, but we're half not
0: there.
2: Right right my language
0: <laughs> <laughs> right I mean you know seriously the things that you talk about are things that no one talks about you know even the the soft addictions which is my next question I mean it's such a like even just the term itself is just pungent <laughs> I mean, you're like oh god nobody talks about these things I mean it's it's incredibly refreshing to be shaken up a little bit. Does that make sense? I mean, you know, I think, yeah, I think people are just kind of moving through, and and they need to wait. They need to be. They need to wake up. They need to wake up. Yeah,
1: it's, it's true. It's like people are. I think somewhat like even people feel some of these things sometimes, but it's like people are so afraid of having these conversations. Like, and and so. It's a, it's a wake-up call, right? But here's the thing. It's like, this is how I look at it. It's like, we're only going to keep heading down the road of, of having more, shutting down more and more, right, as we get older, if we're on that path. And eventually along that path, something's going to show up, right? We're going to manifest something in our body or we're going to manifest more stuff in our body or we're going to manifest more unhappiness, right, right? And so it's like, isn't it better to have this conversation now, today, right, and stop that progression and say, wait a second, like, I'm willing to have these conversations even if they're not exactly totally comfortable, right, and just start to look in this area because by virtue of just starting to put your energy on that, how you brought up energy frequency, like, if we even just start focusing our energy a little bit in the form of, like, thoughts, Or, you know what I mean, or emotion, getting excited about it a little bit, that is transformative. That starts, you know what I mean, a a ripple effect of positivity in your life. And so it's like this is about coming back alive, right? This is about looking at your life and saying, I'm worth it, and I'm going to start really living, and I'm going to take it one step at a time every day. I'm not going to, you know what I mean, worry about like what the end result is? Because we always want to say, like, I I always laugh at, like, our human brain because we're like, if someone says, hey, like, you should, you know, start maybe start living healthier or making healthier decisions, you're like, well, where is this going to get me, right? Like, where what's it going to be like at the end, right? What's the end result? And we start thinking end result, and that's way too far ahead, right? We want to think one or two steps in front of us. That's it. Right. Because every time we're thinking one or two steps, we're making it to the end result. One or two steps at a time. That's what our brain can handle. Our brain can't handle, like, what's my life going to look like in 10 years and how do I get there?
0: Too much. No. Too Way much. too
1: much, You know, too right? much for anyone. Yeah. well like you li- shut down, you, know, and you I, go I, my, forget it.
0: One of my favorite phrases is life is what's happening. You know, know <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Life is what's happening while you're planning other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, while you're you know, planning for much, your okay, life? so you can... Right. I mean so you can say, Okay, ten years, right, if I do this and this and this and this and it's almost like life life goes, <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Forget that. Boy, that's a great plan. That's a great plan. I really like that. But this is the way we're gonna turn today. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think I don't know, for me personally, I think finding them the joy in that journey, even the ups and downs, I think, has been huge rather than, like you said, when we were trained, you know, I mean, I'm 49, we were trained to plan for the future. Everything was plan, 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 plan. You know, where are you today? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Just like you were saying. And, and the body doesn't work like that. It says, okay, yeah. this is today. This is what we have today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What yeah, and are, you are you doing about you so- life today?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you a powerful story about that, like, that really I always go back to and think of, and hopefully this helps people. Um, my great-grandfather was one of the first inventors of the hearing aid, and he was a very bright oh, wow. man, and he um, he actually, like, was, a, like, a first investor in AT&T stock, and he bought a lot of it, and he gave it to my grandmother, and he told her, never sell this. Like, this is, you know, because when he was alive, it was everything right there wasn't all these other companies there wasn't you know and so he told he gave her very explicit instructions which she held on to until the day she died when she was 92 years old and she never made any moves with the things he told her not to make moves with and it turned out that that was like a poor you know way to go about it that there were a lot of changes obviously AT&T isn't the company it was you know back in the early 1900s and you know there have been many you know acquisitions and all kinds of changes that that my great-grandfather never could have foreseen, right? So he right. gave her a recommendation based on a certain period of time, right? right? But she held on to that like it was forever, right? Just like, you know, maybe several decades ago they'd say, you know, you get a job when you when you're 20 or 22 and you'll have that job forever, right? And you'll and you'll get retirement when you're 55 or 60 and you'll have great health benefits, right? And we all know that doesn't happen very often anymore, okay. right? In our current in our current society, we don't have amazing health benefits like we did decades ago, and, right. we, you know, a lot of people don't stay in jobs for their entire working life, like 30 years, you know, 35 years, whatever. Um, so things are constantly evolving, and this is why we can't just hold fast and hard to right. these ideas because mm-hmm. times are changing so rapidly because of technology a lot, too, you know. So it's happening at such an advanced, fast pace that we have to always be asking ourselves, like, is this right for right now, right, and is this right for me? Maybe it was perfect for my dad or perfect for my mom or perfect for my brother or sister, right, or my best friend, but is this right for me and is this right right now? That's how we get to our truths, and that's how we get away from kind of the programming that we might have heard all the time that was set in love right like given in love like everyone that loves you wants to protect you right and wants to keep you safe and wants to give you great ideas and if it worked for them they're like hey do this it worked for me but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you and it doesn't
2: mean it works today and i love that you said that it doesn't mean that it works today like always we're always changing we're always hoping we're always growing like you have a plan you know you go by day you stay present you have your intention and then something may happen, and your plan has to change. And so you just evolve and grow with it and accept it, and just that's part of it. I love that you said that.
1: Yes, exactly. And so always be asking ourselves, because literally, I mean, the past 10 years, think about where technology was and where life was versus where it is now, and then think about another 10 years. I mean, these are these are quantum leaps from where the way people lived life, right? Like there was a lot more uh, stability over a longer period of time in, you know, the turn of the century, right, right after the turn of the century. Now it's like things are just advancing so quickly that we have to be literally reevaluating ourselves and where we're at and what's going on in the world and what are the best options from that. So true. Everything's well, you changing
0: know, it's so funny quickly. because so many people, so quickly, you know, so many people um, they complain about millennials, and I just I, I believe in balance, and I think we're I think we're the pendulum is swinging the other way, where you know our generation was all about you know pleasing other people, and millennials are about okay, so I'm going to go complete, extremely opposite way and say what's good for me right now. I mean, I listen, I I get to talk to so many people in my job, and I love the fact that they're changing the workplace and what the expectation is. And, and, you know, that's not working for me. That's not good for me. And everyone's like, Oh my God, they're so selfish. You know, and for <laughs> someone like me, I'm like, that's right. awesome. Right. Because right. They're going right. to swing it. They're going to mm-hmm. swing it so far the other way. And then inevitably what will happen is it will come back into balance. That's, that's the way it works, you know, but I'm like, this is so cool because they're changing the terms. hmm yeah, and you know what's interesting? Right. So
1: this is a little bit out there, but I think you guys will, like, think about this and enjoy it from some of the stuff you've shared. So there's, like, energy that we live in, like, certain energy on the planet, and it's, it's a frequency, and it has us, like, react in certain ways to things. And so there's a collective energy that's been on the planet for a while called homogenization, which is, which is a lot what you're talking about, like, sacrifice yourself for the greater whole, Right, do what's right. best for others, even if it's not what's best for you. And this energy right. is actually changing on the planet right now, and it's breaking down. And that's why the new generations that are being born are carrying something different, which I call unique, which is a different frequency of who am I really, and what is my best and highest use in my uniqueness. Right. So it's not ah. about how do I fit into the. It's whole. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's about how do I discover my like unique fingerprint? And then I add that unique fingerprint to the whole, right? But I don't sacrifice who I am to try to fit into a structure that tells me how to behave and do things that are not really who I am. This is why there's so much upheaval or people feeling anxious and depressed and, you know, feeling like, like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't live like I've been living. It's because this, energy literally on the planet is breaking down that kept us doing things that were against the grain. And so as it continues to break down, yeah, it's exciting, right? (laughs) It's very exciting. exciting. (laughs) It is. Yeah. So there will be more and more people, you know, feeling like, and this goes back to the thyroid, right? This goes back to our voice, right? What's our unique voice? Because if we're not starting to express that, it's going to become harder and harder for us. Because the energy that kept us being okay with not expressing it is breaking down. And the new energy that's coming onto the planet is, like, you got to start using your voice. And so if you're resisting using your voice in whatever that means to you in whatever way, um, the world's going to, like, kind of push you more, right? It's going to feel like you're backed into a corner a little bit. And that's okay. Like sometimes, I mean, in my life, I've let myself get way backed into a corner before I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, sometimes we have to be in full resistance. So it's okay if we're there. Um, But it's like the quicker we can listen and the quicker we can just kind of say, all right, you know what, I'm going to embrace this uniqueness and I'm going to start speaking my truth and tapping into what that is, um, the, the least painful it is. I'll say that. So sometimes we have to learn the lessons the hard way. I've done that many times. Yep. Um, but right. I always say, if you can listen to that whisper of your soul quicker, then it's a more gentle
2: process. Um, I want to say mm. something speaking to the speaking your truth. Um, if it's it's just as simple, I think, starting your first baby step can be asking for help out loud. I need help. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it out loud. Like I just did this like, I don't know, a week ago for the first time ever, like saying it out loud. I just was by myself (laughs) and I was saying it to whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in. You know, I was just trying to manifest something. I just need help, please. And I had never said it. So then I like said it again. And then I said it again. I was like, okay, see, I can say this as if it was. Like, I wasn't able to speak my voice before, or I was holding back or something. I mean, for me, it felt like the first step in something that's going to be pretty wonderful. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to use your voice. You know, when you say speak your truth, there's lo- lots of meanings behind that. But actually speaking it and actually saying yeah. it out loud helps, yeah. can, gets you over that hump. Yeah, and Boy, I talk you about in the book, there's a... Yeah,
1: there's a part that's called knowing it in the book, and there's a part that's called speaking it. And before we speak anything, which is very powerful, into existence, we know it first. And we're like, gosh, I know I need to say this. You know what I mean? And sometimes we're in that knowing it phase and scared to speak it, and that's okay. And then eventually it gets, like, too painful to know it and not to speak it. And then we start really, you know what I mean, using our voice, like you said, which is powerful, and that carries an energy to it as well. And that things shift in your life when you start speaking up and saying what's right for you and having people, you know, understand that. And sometimes people get very, when we do stuff different than what we've done before, people get a little, like, discombobulated with that. But it's okay. It's like they will figure out here's the new you pretty quickly. And they will learn to work with that because, again, we, we learn to like vibe with what's in our life and so when anything changes it kind of triggers fear in everybody else right like who are you now why are you speaking up so much <laughs> you know uh-huh. um, but, right but eventually if you can just say look I've just come to a place in my life like draw the line in the sand you know have a conversation that draws the line in the sand and say I'm not gonna hold this in anymore and it's not healthy for me it's not healthy for you please like honor and respect and love me you know, this is something I'm, a way I'm growing. It doesn't mean anything about you. I love you. Everything's great. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. this is this is a new rule to the game. And usually when you just kind of present it that way and ask for someone's support and love, and then they go, oh, okay, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to change. Like, you know, nothing, right. nothing too scary is happening. Um, then they can kind of relax
0: into the new aspect of you and you feel free to be you more. Right, and you can't, you can't get what you want if you don't ask. This is something I tell my, my children. You can't get what you want if you don't ask, and you can't expect somebody else to interpret what you have not shared with them. It, you know, it's not just, I mean, unless you have some incredible tool of, of being able to, you know, okay, here's my thoughts, they're coming at you, do, 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 you know, you, you have to tell them. This is, this is not okay with me, or this is how this makes me feel. I mean, communication is huge, but you have to be able to tell somebody. Yeah. Even true. if it's unpleasant, even if it's unpleasant, you know, you're not going to get any kind of change or anything unless you're able to share it, yeah, you know, one hundred and yeah, I mean, and, and that's hard. That's hard on both ends, particularly, I think, for women, because we don't want to hurt other people. But so then we just allow people to hurt and hurt and hurt us. And sometimes it's not even their fault because yes. you didn't actually share the fact that this is what this does to me when we do this this way or when, you know, when you say that to me or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you have yes. to communicate. You have to be willing to Share a part of yourself in order to get feedback from the other person. You have to you have to open up a part of yourself to do that, and I think that's absolutely that's hard for a lot of people, and especially when, you know, when you're dealing with thyroid um, patients, because a lot of times, unfortunately, there's abuse or things like that where they've been told to be quiet. It's it's a physical breakdown that happens where they're, they literally are like, okay, I need to say this, but I don't, just like you said, you know, you got to do it even if it's in little bits and pieces. And sometimes a lot of people can do that very well by writing it first, you know, almost like a contemplation or, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And doing it productively. Like like so many people get to a point where they blow like a volcano and they just spew out and it's, it's in hurtful words or in, Yelling or something like that, where someone can't hear you. When people are yelling, they are trying to say something and they feel like no one can hear them. It's right. A, it's a yeah. So sometimes and you can write people, it down.
1: Yeah, and if you also come with one sentence,
0: like your entrance
1: sentence, like because it, it feels nervous walking up to the door of the conversation, like oh my gosh, how am I going to start? What am I going to say? Like, so if you just say like. Just write out a sentence and memorize it. Like, here's what I'm going to say. You know, this is the first sentence I'm going to say. Because once you open the door, it, it just happens. The, you're in the conversation, right. right? And the rest will come. And so we worry about, like, what we're going to say in all of the conversation. And what's amazing is if you just open the door, the conversation right. starts, and the
0: rest It'll of flow. it will come. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's just, just that wow. initial, initial baby step. I have something I want to ask you because um, I understand that you share some pretty personal dark things in your book that you never shared with anyone else before. And I am curious because I'm sure that obviously with intention you can hear the brilliance in your voice, but why did you choose to do it in the book? What was what was that for you? Um,
1: you know, I share about different stages and steps in my life um, and different kind of transformations I've gone through throughout my life, and one of the more recent ones that I talk about um, in the release section, it's, it's, I'm, I'm through the transformation, but it's been, it was a very sacred experience for me, and something that I am not exactly sure unless someone's been through something like it that they like really would get their head around. And for a long time, I was very sensitive to how somebody would receive it. Um, and so I, there were certain people in my life that I just didn't feel like a safe enough space. It was that personal to me to receive it. But what was interesting is when, I mean, I'm telling you, I went through a process writing this book because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, am I going to share this? But I was so, you know, I have a very big connection to the divine and I was literally getting my butt kicked by spirit. (laughs) I like to say, um, they were like, this is why you've been given these experiences. Like, we didn't give these to you so that you, you know what I mean, would just sit huh. on them. We gave them to you so that you would share them and so right. other people can know that it's okay. And,
0: and, right. so, and right. so it was a
1: very, like, the, it was a very spiritual experience about why I, you know, decided to share it so publicly. And um, and certainly I've now shared it, you know what I mean, with my family and close people in my life. But, but early on, and this is why I talk about the knowing it and speaking it. Because there is a simmering process and it's necessary. So I don't ever want anyone to feel like, you know, if you're going through a simmering process, like something's just happened or you've been through an experience and you need to sit with it, sit with it. Because there's a process where you have to understand it. Right. And you have to like integrate it and like make sense of it yourself before you Mm -hmm. can share it sometimes. And it's Mm -hmm. okay to have that time. You know, some people based on their personalities, just share everything that happens immediately. Like that's their personality. Other people need time to sit with it and I needed time to sit with it. And so as I was writing the book, which was very therapeutic for me, I was making sense of it too, right? As I went through the process of writing it down, just like people journal, right? And Mm -hmm. then it got to a place where I'm like, okay, I fully understand why I'm sharing this. I fully understand why, you know what I mean? I've through this in my life. And now I'm ready to share from a place of understanding. So everybody's personality is different. I have a family member who just shares everything the second it happens. Like there's no filter for it and no need to process anything. And that works great for that person. You know what I mean? And I'm not like that. Like I want to think about it. I want to sit with it for a second. And then I want to speak about it once I've like integrated it. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, there's no judgment on how we process information or what we've gone through in our life. Um, I never feel when I'm processing information, I don't feel stuck in it. Stuck in it happens if we stay too long, you know, in processing it and juggling it around. And let's say it's been 10 years and we're still juggling it around and afraid to share it. That's something a little bit different. But everybody has their own, you know, this is why I say, like, it's really interesting because the more I do work in this unique realm there is literally no one-size-fits-all for how to do anything, and this is why I still work with people one-on-one, and I love it because I can't. You know what I mean? Like I can't. There's no one set of information that helps everybody right. with everything. Right. And
0: right. This is why and it's a lot so of important
1: t- I mean, for me. Yeah, yeah it's important to teachers. have that touch.
0: You know, yeah. it's it's there's so much you can learn. It's a it's a Yeah, and you have to, almost like a sounding board.
1: And I think everybody at some point in the journey, especially when, if you're going, if you're on a pace of rapid growth, like you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of stuff come your way. You know, some people are really called up to that in this lifetime. Some people are not and both are great. But if you're in a pace of rapid growth, like I really highly recommend finding somebody that you can work with in some capacity one-on-one because it's, it's a unique set of circumstances, and, and it really requires somebody, you know what I mean, to, to look, look at those unique circumstances. So not, you know, certainly there's amazing, like, information and, and general information that can help anybody, you know, on the path. But if you're getting into that finite, like, really deep kind of nitty-gritty work, um, it's just good. It's good to have a, a one-on-one sounding board in some capacity, I think.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Woo.
2: Yeah, it's a light conversation. Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could just, just put you, you know, on my you know audio system throughout the house and just, you know, listen <laughs> to you. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm like, okay, right, all right, that's good. Yeah, okay, that's inspiring. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm there.
1: Sign me up. People do that. It's so funny. I have a podcast called The Soul Frequency Show, and people, like, do that. They're like, I just feel like I take in good energy. You know what I mean? I can just turn you yeah. on, and then I feel like yeah, these, right. these shifts happen yeah. just from listening to you. Yeah. And then I'm, like, good. It's so funny. I get emails, and people are like, yeah, you just shift my energy. I just put on the podcast. Like,
0: Well, you have, we have do, a very different, very relatable way of saying things. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's unique. It you is know, unique. Um,
1: One of my um, biggest intentions in life, and it gets bigger as time goes on, is authenticity, like raw authenticity, you know, like the kind that scares the heck out of you. And so I'm always calling myself up. Like, that's why I share so much in the book. It's just like, I think that authenticity, just like, you know, just like our truth heals us. And when we can, you know, share the deepest, darkest parts of what we've been through and then have other people you know what I mean, celebrate that and be, and get value from that, there's incredible healing that happens. It's scary. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's courageous and it's scary. And coming up to the door of it is like a thing, but, um, but there's always healing in that. So I'm always like within myself, challenging myself to Mm -hmm. be more authentic. I think about it all the time and I'm like, okay, how can I be more real about this? How can I, you know, share? Because, you know, I just think that's how we connect, and that's how we really can heal ourselves.
0: Gow,
2: I like. Mm. I'm stealing that. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no, really. But being right? just being authentic is. I'm teasing. Authentic is truly a great way to connect and be more real, and I love that. And to serve and help people. Exactly. Exactly, and, like, the
1: platform that you guys have and, like, you know, the way you share, it's, like, people that, you know what I mean, are, like, tuning in all the time to, like, Mm -hmm. receive from that, you know what I mean, from that well and had, you know, your life experiences brought you to this moment to share these things with people, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, and it's, like, it's taking what life hands us and, you know, making it into something incredible that, that impacts the lives of others. And so it's, it's a, you know, I think it's an important and beautiful process and it doesn't mean for those, you know, listening, like that, you have to start a show or a business or anything like that, but like just the way that we interact with the people we live with and the way that we interact with the people that we pass on the street. I mean, so much, we have so much opportunity to share with people our light and the goodness in life in big and small ways all the time. And that's what I think that, you know, speaking your truth and authenticity brings to the table and it matters to people. It just mm-hmm, matters.
2: Mm-hmm. It does matter. Mm-hmm, it matters to me. Yep. It does. Wow. Well, this has been an amazing <sighs> show, Shauna. Thank you very much for joining us. We just try to keep it very, very casual and you were perfect for today. This was this exactly what I needed to hear? <laughs> perfect. I mean, I don't, it doesn't really matter what everybody else is out there thinking. No, I do think. Um, but it was it was just really, really, I'm in kind of a, you know, funny mood today. So, but it was really just um, on point with where I'm at. And I'm sure lots of other people too. And I am just going on in the background just to kind of like hear me now from now on.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you. This has been a beautiful treat. And today on the launch day of my book to do this in the morning with you guys and share this moment like, has just so I've been looking forward to it and thank you for having me on and doing what you guys do in the world.
2: Thank you. Do you want to tell everybody a little mm, bit, you, you know, about, about your, you know, where you can find that kind of thing? Yeah, you can find the book
1: at the soul s o u l frequency uh, book.com and there are four amazing bonus gifts um, with the book if they run out and get their copies today um So, yeah, there's an amazing recipe book called Lighten Your Body. It's like favorite recipes made healthy. There is a workbook to go along with the actual book. There's a morning meditation called Raise Your Frequency. It's really cool, a guided meditation that just kind of pumps you up for the day and gets you ready. And then um, there are a limited amount of 30-minute sessions to talk directly to me. So if that's interesting to somebody, jump on there and grab your copy of the book and get those bonuses and get something booked on the calendar. Wow.
2: Awesome. I just put it on the link too. This is fantastic. The Soul Frequency book. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Good luck to you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Sounds thank
0: good. You,
2: thank you, you so much. Thank
0: you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, wow. That's a nice, person. right? That's like a I perpetual flower like field right there.
2: Yeah. She you know, has just a good people.
0: voice. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Good people. Mm-hmm. I love that. Make me happy. The
0: soul frequency. I love, I just love the title. I love the title just by, uh, by itself. <laughs> the soul frequency. It's such I a, hu- it's a simple, but huge, it's got a huge meaning. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. profound for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Okay. Wow.
2: And I'm just looking at her pictures. I'm right, like... just, you know, I mean,
0: I love it. Yeah. That just makes me to, happy. We have
2: to
0: pull, up, pull ourselves back into the real world.
2: No, no, no. Let's just sit here for just a few minutes. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to put this on here. So everybody knows. Isn't she cute? Mm-hmm.
0: I like her voice. Okay. Her voice is very soothing.
2: Yes, very, very soothing. Definitely. Okay. can check out
0: her podcast. <laughs> Definitely check it out.
2: Full frequency mm-hmm. podcast. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And um, we'd love some reviews if you love the show as much as we love doing it. So check it out on iTunes and give us a little, a little note there. And um, you can catch shows while you're there. You can download them. Of course, we're on, you know, Stitcher and Google Play, and all those other good things, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for a great probiotic, please check out ThriveProbiotic.com. Very unique, over-the-counter, don't need a prescription, or based, ThriveProbiotic.com. And be sure
2: to check out our 30-day wellness adventure. Uh it opens enrollment tomorrow. It's only 10 days for the enrollment, and the game will start after um, enrollment closes and we are so excited everyday wellness adventure dedicated to helping patients like you thyroid people you know achieve a higher quality of life through supportive diet and lifestyle practices while you know you track your score among eight different areas of uh, thyroid healthy living call those the eight daily R's and you know you can join hopefully you join a team and uh, we hold your hand and make it fun in the process so it's 30 days of of getting to a better you um, while having fun so we're really excited you have to check it out go to the thyroid refresh Facebook page and uh, sign up for the giveaway and we'll be you'll be the one of the first people to uh, find out when the cart actually opens so thank you
0: yay so so excited for you guys honey so excited I
2: know it's going to be really
0: cool can't wait it's going to be really cool Okay, Dana and I most importantly always want to remind you, we've said it I think at the end of every show and mean it more today I think Mm -hmm. than we did in the beginning.
1: Mm -hmm. But uh,
0: wellness is a journey and it takes continual maintenance and evaluation. You are your best diagnostician. You've got to be listening. Make sure that you're listening to your body and be mindful of what it is telling you at all times. There's curves and changes and all kinds of things. And you have what it takes within yourself to know what to do. You just have to be listening. Oh, okay. Be mindful of what it's telling you because it talks. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is Dana. And Tiffany.
2: You're a thyroid nation thrivers, bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers wide so that together, united, we heal. And we are healing. And right? we are healing. We
0: are healing. Yes, we are.
2: Okay. See right, you next have a good time. Great day. Thank you. Bye.